All right, I think we are live. Welcome back to the Generational Wealth Management Extra Point Show with JB Graphics on the YDL Sports Network. I'm your host, JB, Jared Bacaisa, whatever you want to go with this week. Uh, we're back, back in Pennsylvania for tonight's show. As you can see, this is not my truck that I am doing the show from. I'm actually back in the comfort of my own own room with my background and stuff so we're all uh we're all ready to go uh week five already we're almost to the midpoint of the season crazy enough to believe that but yeah let's roll into this uh first thing i guess we should do is uh thank our sponsors that we have obviously our main sponsor generational wealth management is the main sponsor of our show you know uh generational wealth management bond John Bon Giovanni, Lucas Slazak, and Adam Jack of Generational Wealth Management in Erie and Bradford are here for your investment needs. They offer world-class investment services and internationally recognized insurance products from Northwestern Mutual, an industry leader. Find out more at gwm.nm.com. We should also thank our other sponsors, Pizza Hut, which sponsor our district 9 and 10 football scoreboard which you can go on right now to d9 and 10 sports.com and find the pizza hut district 9 and 10 football live scoreboard week 5 2022 so there are some scores we'll get to uh we'll also thank uh warren county visitors bureau for sponsoring tonight warren county visitors bureau pennsylvania's all season destination warren county simple pure real i'll play those two ads for three ads i may say for us and then we will get into the scores from tonight whether retirement is just around the corner or years away, John Bon Giovanni, Lucas Slazak, and Adam Jack of Generational Wealth Management in Erie and Bradford are here for you. John, a Forbes-recognized best-in-state wealth advisor, Lucas and Adam provide customized investment advisory solutions and retirement planning services. Generational Wealth Management offers world-class investment services and internationally recognized insurance products from Northwestern Mutual, an industry leader. The Generational Wealth Management team provides a high level of expertise and service to their professional and business clients. Contact the Erie office at 814 814- 651-0838 or the Bradford office at 814-368-4065 or check them out online at gwm.nm.com What's the recipe for surprising the kids, treating yourself and ditching dish duty? You're looking at it. Order your Pizza Hut faves like original pan, original stuffed crust and more at pizzahut.com No one out pizzas the hut. All right, those were our three big sponsors we have, Generational Wealth Management, Pizza Hut, and Warren County Visitors Bureau. So if everyone goes on to d9and10sports.com for the Pizza Hut live scoreboard, uh, looks like we actually have a lot of final scores in District 9 and 10. So it look, yeah, it looks like every 
every game we have on here is final right now. So how about we'll start with we'll start with the District 9 scores. Red Bank Valley 42, Ridgeway 33, Central Clarion County 48, Bradford 7, Dubois 24, Brookville 14, Cowdersport 22, Cameron County 0, Clearfield 42, Penns Valley 14, Kerwinsville 33, Everett 13, Elk County Catholic 49, Otto Eldred 6, Union AC Valley 37, Kane 19, Carn City 35, Montas 6, Keystone 41, Smithport 14, St. Mary's 34, Punxsutawney 21. Those were our District 9 scores. Moving into District 10, we got Cambridge Springs 33, Iroquois 7, St. Francis, New York 28, Cathedral Prep 26, Mercer 45, Cochranton nothing, Eisenhower 35, Lakeview 13, Reynolds 64, Maplewood 0, Segertown 35, Union City 0, Northwestern 21, Oil City 20, Seneca 46, Titusville 35, Sharpsville 14, Greenville 12, Sharon 33, Wilmington 14, Grove City 22, Slippery Rock 21. Meadville, 62. Conneaut, nothing. General McLean, 37. Corey, 20. Fort LaBeouf, 24. Northeast, 21. Harbor Creek, 42. Gerard, 6. Butler, 37. Erie, 20. McDowell, 48. Canada Prep Academy, 6. And tomorrow's action for Saturday, we have Bucktail at Sheffield, Brockway at Port Allegheny in District 9 action. And then on District 10 action, we have St. John's Catholic Prep Maryland, from Maryland at Kennedy Catholic, Mercyhurst Prep at Franklin, Hickory at Farrell, and Fairview at Warren. So those are the four games in District 10 action that are happening tomorrow. Uh, I don't think there were any Thursday games, so all the final scores that I just read off are all final from tonight. Um, just looking, kind of look, like doing a glance at all the scores, it looks like there were a lot of close games in District 10 compared to the District 9 action. I'm hoping that uh, Andy and Brian will hop on here soon and kind of can give me some insight on how some of those games went. I mean, we had some close ones. Like I said, we had Northwestern 21, Oil City 20. Like That was a pretty close game that I'd like to – hear a little bit more about uh, Sharpsville 14, Greenville 12, Grove City 22, Slippery Rock 21, uh, Fort LaBeouf 24, Northeast 21. So like there were a lot of games in District 10 that were at least one score games. Like looking at, if you look at the District 9 games, like a lot of the games were, didn't look like they were really that close where I think the closest game that we had was the Red Bank 42, Ridgeway 33 game. But other other than that, those are our uh, those are the scores that I have in front of me, and I'm trying to see if we can get some people on because I'm kind of running this solo right now. So, kind of bear with me right now as we try to get some people on, and hopefully we'll have some more and maybe some even interviews uploaded here soon. But yeah, those are our District Nine and District Ten scores for right now. Um, 
like I said, hopefully that Brian and Andy or even Chris hop on here soon. I think I think Chris was at the Central Clarion Bradford game. Um, Brian was probably I'm not sure where I actually don't know where everyone was at this week. So bear with us and hopefully in the next couple minutes or so we will get we'll get some people on and for right now we'll uh guess I'll play the guess I'll play the ads for everyone again and then we'll yeah whether retirement is just around the corner or years away, John Bon Giovanni, Lucas Slazak, and Adam Jack of Generational Wealth Management in Erie and Bradford are here for you. John, a Forbes-recognized best-in-state wealth advisor, Lucas and Adam provide customized investment advisory solutions and retirement planning services. Generational Wealth Management offers world-class investment services and internationally recognized insurance products from Northwestern Mutual, an industry leader. The Generational Wealth Management team provides a high level of expertise and service to their professional and business clients. Contact the Erie office at 814 814- 651-0838 or the Bradford office at 814-368-4065 or check them out online at gwm.nm.com What's the recipe for surprising the kids, treating yourself and ditching dish duty? You're looking at it. Order your Pizza Hut faves like original pan, original stuffed crust and more at pizzahut.com No one out pizzas the hut. There you have it. Those are our three big sponsors that help bring the show to everyone who's watching or listening. Uh, Generational Wealth Management, John Bon Giovanni, Lucas Slay, Zach, and Adam Jack of Generational Wealth Management in Erie and Bradford are here for your investment needs. They offer world-class investment services and internationally recognized insurance products from Northwestern Mutual and Industry Leader. Find out more at gwm.nm.com. And also thank uh, Pizza Hut of Clearfield, Clarion, Brookville, Dubois, St. Mary's, Grove City, Phillipsburg, State College, Lock Haven, and Belfont. No one out pizzas the hut. And Warren County Visitors Bureau, Pennsylvania's all-season destination. Warren County, simple, pure, real. So those are our three sponsors, like I said, that bring to you the Extra Point Show with JB Graphics on the YDL Sports Network. So yeah, those are our, like I said, those are our sponsors, and uh, we're still trying to work on getting some people on. I just texted Andy and Brian to see if they'll be on. Um, hopefully, one of them hop on soon. But I guess we'll just go. I guess we'll just go through the scores again for anyone who's just jumping on or tuning in right now uh district nine action red bank valley 42 ridgeway 33 central clarion county 48 bradford 7 dubois 24 brookville 14 cowdersport 22 cameron county 0 clearfield 42 pens valley 14 carwinsville 33 everett 13 
Elk County Catholic 49, Otto Eldred 6, Union AC Valley 37, Kane 19, Carn City 35, Monotoss 6, Keystone 41, Smithport 14, St. Mary's 34, Punxsutawney 21, Cambridge Springs 33, Iroquois 7, St. Francis, New York 28, Cathedral Prep 26, Mercer 45, Cochranton 0, Eisenhower 35, Lakeview 13, Reynolds 64, Maplewood 0, Segertown 35, Union City 0, Northwestern 21, Oil City 20, Seneca 46, Titusville 35, Sharpsville 14, Greenville 12, Sharon 33, Wilmington 14, Grove City 22, Slippery Rock 21, Meadville 62, Conneaut 0, General McLean 37, Corey 20, Fort LaBeouf 24, Northeast 21, Harbor Creek 42, Gerard 6, Butler 37, Erie 20, McDowell 48, and Canada Prep Academy 6. So those are all our scores that we have our final right now. Um, yeah, so like I said, we're at the midpoint of the season already, week five. I think a lot of teams usually have 10 games and then the postseason. So yeah, crazy that this is the fifth episode already. And thanks for everyone who's tuned in for all five episodes. I hope you're Hope you enjoy. I'm sure you probably enjoyed a lot more when there's we have some guests on rather than you listening to me read off the scores. Um, I actually wonder if there's a way we can. Wonder if we can run the scores on a thing like a screen on the bottom, kind of like what you see on ESPN. So I guess uh, time being, I guess we'll mess around with that for right now. Hmm. I actually think we can do that. All right, I guess uh, we're gonna mess around with that. We're gonna get we're gonna get something because I see like they have. Okay, they have the union. That was from last week. That's not from this week, everyone. Let's see. Let's create a banner. I don't even know if this will work. So I guess we're everyone's explore learning process. Oh, nope, there's a 200, 200 limit on there, and we have exceeded the limit. Uh, let's do this. I guess that's the only thing. Uh, let's try it. Let's see what this looks like. Red Bank Valley 42, Ridgeway 33, Central Clarion County 48, Bradford 7, Dubois 24, Brookville 14, Couch 422, Cameron County 0, Clearfield 42, Penns Valley 14. Um, yeah, so that, that's... Uh, I wish the limit was longer so I could just copy and paste all the scores from the Pizza Hut scoreboard, but... Uh, 
I guess since we have time, I probably could make some more banner. I don't really like the formatting of that, actually. Let's see if we can edit that. I think I think that looks a little bit better. I know we only got uh, a couple games on there, but I guess it's live and learn, huh? Let's create. So we left off at Clearfield Penn's Valley. I guess let's create another one. So it's looking like I could probably get about four games on there. Let's try... Okay, that kind of fits. I've moved the last two, actually, for District 9. Let's try this. There we go. All right. So there, there we go. I got two. I got all our District Nine scores on there. So we got. We'll restart it. Carbonsville thirty-three, Everett thirteen, Elk County Catholic forty-nine, Auto Eldred six, Union AC Valley thirty-seven, Kane nineteen, Carn City thirty-five, Montas six, Keystone forty-one, Smithport fourteen, Saint Mary's thirty-four, Punxsutawney twenty-one. So that's all our. D9 scores that we have. Unfortunately, it has to be on two different tickers. Hmm. Interesting. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll uh, go through the District 10 scores for everyone. If I can find where those are at. Let's go. Let's mix it up. Let's...
recipe for surprising the kids, treating yourself, and ditching dish duty? You're looking at it. Order your Pizza Hut faves like original pan, original stuffed crust, and more at PizzaHut.com. No one out pizzas the hut. Whether retirement is just around the corner or years away, John Bon Giovanni, Lucas Slazak, and Adam Jack of Generational Wealth Management in Erie and Bradford are here for you. John, a Forbes-recognized best-in-state wealth advisor, Lucas and Adam provide customized investment advisory solutions and retirement planning services. Generational Wealth Management offers world-class investment services and internationally recognized insurance products from Northwestern Mutual, an industry leader. The Generational Wealth Management team provides a high level of expertise and service to their professional and business clients. Contact the Erie office at 814 814- 651-0838 or the Bradford office at 814-368-4065 or check them out online at gwm.nm.com All right, we're back from our ad break. We can thank Generational Wealth Management, Pizza Hut, and Warren County Visitors Bureau for sponsoring tonight's show. Um, still uh, still kind of waiting. I don't know if Brian's going to be on. I just texted him, and he said he's on his way back from Bradford. So that might be a little bit little bit before he hops on. Uh, if anyone who's watching, if you have any stat lines or anything that you would like me to read off, feel free to comment that because we're kind of running dry right now. With uh, I'm trying to get people on, and it's not going so smooth right now. So I guess... If you have any stat lines or stories or anything, please comment and we can discuss it that way. You can kind of you can kind of be my guest for right now. I'll pull it up onto the screen and discuss it that way. So if you're watching this, please please help out. Um, I guess uh, while we're waiting for that, I'll read through the District 10 scores because if you were just watching on the ticker and I only had one set of one half of the D9 score, so... District 10 action, we got Cambridge Springs, 33, Iroquois, 7, St. Francis, New York, 28, Cathedral Prep, 26, Mercer, 45, Cochranton, nothing, Eisenhower, 35, Lakeview, 13, Reynolds, 64, Maplewood, 0, Segertown, 35, Union City, 0, Northwestern, 21, Oil City, 20, Seneca, 46, Titusville, 35, Sharpsville, 14, Greenville, 12, Sharon 33, Wilmington 14, Grove City 22, Slippery Rock 21, Meadville 62, Conneaut 0, General McLean 37, Corey 20, Fort LaBeouf 24, Northeast 21, Harbor Creek 42, Gerard 6, Butler 37, Erie 20, McDowell 48, Cathedral Canada Prep Academy 6. And like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, Saturday's action, we have Bucktail at Sheffield in District 9 action, Brockway at Port Allegheny. Uh, District 10 action, we have St. John's Catholic Prep from Maryland at Kennedy Catholic, Mercyhurst Prep at Franklin, Hickory at Farrell, and Fairview at Warren. I guess kind of to touch on Saturday's games, the Bucktail at Sheffield game can be, you can watch live on the record record online, record online, I don't know how they're pronounced, the record, the record online, the record online, either way, if you go to the D9 and 10 sports.com and the Pizza Hut District 9 and 10 
football scoreboard you can see in parentheses beside those games it'll take you to the link on where you can watch it so bucked out sheffield you can watch live the record online uh brockway at port allegheny you can listen live on sunny 106 fm or you can watch on port allegheny youtube both links are on the pizza hut d9 and 10 sports.com district 9 and 10 football scoreboard in district 10 you the saint the saint john's catholic prep from maryland at kennedy catholic game can be found on the KCFS Sports YouTube, which, like I said, the link's online, so you can get there. And Hickory at Farrell, you can listen live on the Sports Radio 96.7 FM. Obviously, it's probably in that local area, so if you're in, like, where I'm at in Kernsville, I probably couldn't turn on 96.7 FM to listen to that game, so I'm sure that's for the local residents, but... Yeah, that's where you can find those. That's where you can find those games. Um, District nine games finals from tonight: Red Bank Valley forty-two, Ridgeway thirty-three, Central Clarion County forty-eight, Bradford seven, Dubois twenty-four, Brookville fourteen, Cowdersport twenty-two, Cameron County zero, Clearfield forty-two, Penns Valley fourteen, Kermansville thirty-three, Everett thirteen, Elk County Catholic forty-nine, Auto Eldred six. Union AC Valley 37, Kane 19, Carn City 35, Monotaw 6, Keystone 41, Smithport 14, St. Mary's 34, and Punxsutawney 21. Those are our final District 9 scores from tonight. Um, yeah, really, uh, there weren't really that many surprising games. Uh, shout out. My 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 old uh, alma mater, Kerwinsville, they got a win on the road down in Everett. That was a good bounce-back win by them. Keystone with a nice bounce-back win against Smethport. St. Mary's had a bounce-back win over Punxsutawney. Uh, Red Bank Valley continues to be undefeated with their 42-33 wins, so moved the Bulldogs up to 5-0, and and... Central Clarion County also joins them at 5-0 with their 48-7 win over Bradford. So shout out those undefeated teams that we have in District 9. And hopefully maybe we can get one of those guys, but right now it's not looking it's not looking so good right now. Unfortunately. So uh Yeah, I don't. We don't even have any uh, videos uploaded from this week yet. So yeah, like I said, thanks for thanks for watching tonight. Even though we haven't really gotten many guests on, like I said, I'm still trying to I'm trying to work on getting some people on. And if anyone in the anyone who's watching, if you do have any comments, please feel free to comment and please. Um, let's go with the ticker for a minute. Maybe to lighten the mood, we'll play some background music.
All right, Andy just texted me, so he'll he'll be hopping on here in a few minutes, so he might be able to give us some more insight tonight on how tonight's games went. I'm excited to hear what he has to say about which game he was at. So we'll give a we'll give it a few minutes for him to hop on and we'll get some content then me trying to read off the scores over and over again. So bear with us for a few more minutes. Andy should be hopping on here shortly and we'll continue on with some more football talk. If anyone wants to comment, please drop a comment with any stats or whatever you feel like. Whether retirement is just around the corner or years away, John Bon Giovanni, Lucas Slazak, and Adam Jack of Generational Wealth Management in Erie and Bradford are here for you. John, a Forbes-recognized best-in-state wealth advisor, Lucas and Adam provide customized investment advisory solutions and retirement planning services. Generational Wealth Management offers world-class investment services and internationally recognized insurance products from Northwestern Mutual, an industry leader. The Generational Wealth Management team provides a high level of expertise and service to their professional and business clients. Contact the Erie office at 814 814- 651-0838 or the Bradford office at 814-368-4065 or check them out online at gwm.nm.com What's the recipe for surprising the kids, treating yourself and ditching dish duty? You're looking at it. Order your Pizza Hut faves like original pan, original stuffed crust and more at pizzahut.com No one out pizzas the hut. Right, we're back thanks for thanks shout out to our sponsors that we have and we actually do have a good question that we can actually answer so the question is i'm confused as to why kermswell plays and out at plays out of district nine plays out of district nine schedule qualifies for the district nine playoffs all right so how this works is kermsville is in they're still in the district nine but they are in a different league they're in the icc league where they play all the schools that they're doing, but since they're in District 9, they'll still be able to qualify for the District 9 playoffs. Kind of like how Clearfield is, too. If you look at Clearfield's schedule, they play a bunch of teams in their league called the Mountain League, where they'll play like uh, Tyrone, Gold Eagle, Penns Valley, all those schools, but will still be considered in District 9, unlike a lot of the other District 9 teams that we have that play in the district.
m.com. Also, shout out Pizza Hut of Clearfield, Clarion, Brookville, Dubois, St. Mary's, and Grove City. No one out pizzas the hut. And Warren County Visitors Bureau, Pennsylvania's all-season destination. Warren County, simple, pure, real. Those are our big sponsors that help bring the show to you for the District 9 and 10 post-game show. I guess we'll uh, we'll read off the scores again for anyone who's uh, tuning in late. District 9 action. We had Red Bank Valley 42, Ridgeway 33, Central Clarion County 48, Bradford 7, Dubois 24, Brookville 14, Caldersport 22, Cameron County 0, Clearfield 42, Penns Valley 14, Kerwinsville 33, Everett 13, Elk County Catholic 49, Otto Eldred 6, Union AC Valley 37, Kane 19, Carn City 35, Monotaw 6, Keystone 41, Smithport 14, St. Mary's 34, Punxsutawney 21. Those are our finals in District 9. Finals in District 10, Cambridge Springs 33, Iroquois 7, St. Francis, New York 28, Cathedral Prep 26, Mercer 45, Cochranton 0, Eisenhower 35, Lakeview 13, Reynolds 64, Maplewood 0, Sangertown 35, Union City 0, Northwestern 21, Oil City 20, Seneca 46, Titusville 35, Sharpsville 14, Greenville 12, Sharon 33, Wilmington 14, Grove City 22, Slippery Rock 21, Meadville 62, Conneaut 0, General McLean 37, Corey 20, Fort LaBeouf 24, Northeast 21, Harbor Creek 42, Gerard 6, Butler 37, Erie 20, McDowell 48, Canada Prep Academy Six. Those are our District 10 final scores. In Saturday's action, we have Bucktail at Sheffield, Brockway at Port Allegheny. That's our District 9 games. In District 10 action, we have St. John's Catholic Prep from Maryland at Kennedy Catholic, Mercyhurst Prep at Franklin, Hickory at Farrell, and Fairview at Warren. So those are our games that are happening tomorrow. Uh, if anyone in the area is watching this now, I will be at the Brockway at Port Allegheny game tomorrow. So if you're at that game, you can catch JP graphics on the sidelines taking some pictures. So if you're in the Brockway or Port Allegheny side, that's I'll be getting some pictures of you guys. Uh, all right. So yeah, if you're like I said, if you if you see me there there at uh, Port Allegheny, I have not been up to Port Allegheny since 2014. 2014 was the last time I was in Port Allegheny for a football game, and that was when that was whenever I was playing back in the day. So it'll be kind of interesting to go back there because it's literally been about eight years now. So yeah, I'll be at the Brockway at Port Allegheny football game tomorrow since I'm not able to make as many games on Friday nights, unfortunately, but I am here on Friday nights to give you the score updates, and looks like, oh, looks like we got Andy on. Hey, Jared, what's going on, man? Oh, not much, not much. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Just got back from Bradford where I saw Central Clarion move to 5-0. and 
with a uh, 48 to 7 win over the Owls. All right. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we've uh, kind of been struggling with getting some people on, so I'm kind of glad that you're here to kind of uh, relieve the fans of me just talking about the scores. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I uh, don't know if you saw, we got an interview in there. I wasn't sure if you ever play that from my game. Oh, uh, no, I haven't gone. I have, I haven't seen anything yet. Actually, the last one I have is the Dawson Camper Union AC Valley one. Check towards the top. Oh, God, Connor. Okay, yeah, I see that. Yeah, let's play that real quick. All right. First of all, our Allegheny Gorilla Foxburg player of the game. First of all, congratulations on the win. Thanks. Um, you guys ran the ball great tonight. Uh, you ran hard. I, I thought the offensive line opened up some holes for you. What was working in the run game for you guys? Just that 26 power just and 23 ISO, 24 ISO. Just line making great wide holes for me to get through. I couldn't do it without the line. Uh, how, how much fun is that running behind those guys? It's a blast. And defensively, uh, you guys were great again as well. Uh, they kind of drive down the field in the opening drive. You guys get the interception, and then you guys really shut them down after that. How much pride do you guys take in shutting teams down like that? We, we live for it. That's why we come out here. That's our goal every time we come out here is to shut them down. Um, you know, obviously, it might be this game might be a game that's you know some people say oh they can overlook Bradford because they're 0-4 or whatever, but uh, you know you guys really it seemed like came out here with an attitude and executed the way you wanted to. Um, where does that start? We just Coach Egg is always telling us you know give every team the same respect no matter what the record is. So we just come out here. I mean, it's the same plan every time. Come out here and absolutely dominate. Mm -hmm. um, you guys have dominated all season to the tune of five and zero now. Just, how much fun is this? Like I said, biggest adrenaline, adrenaline rush in your life. It's nothing, nothing better. Uh, can't compare it to anything else. Yeah. Midway point of the regular season now, you guys are right where you want to be. Uh, you know, what are the keys to kind of keep this rolling? Just have heart. It's the main thing. That's why we do so well. Everyone out, out there wants to play. They play with heart. We just want to win. That's our main goal. We don't All want right. to stop. Awesome, man. Well, thanks. Great game, and thanks for taking a few minutes. Thanks. All right. Uh, yeah, did, uh, was that game more of a... Like a, just a run, more of a run game, ground and pound type of game? It was a mix of both. Uh, Connor Kupnitsky there again, over 100 yards on the ground. Uh, Jace Ferguson actually threw for four touchdown passes. Um, they only threw the ball, I think, 13 times before them went for touchdowns. Uh, just that offense firing on all cylinders. And, and as I, you heard me asking the question, Bradford kind of drove, got the ball to start the game drove the ball down the field about the 20-yard line. Tommy Smith comes up with an interception, returns it back into Bradford territory. And uh, and that was pretty much it for the Bradford offense. Uh, the Wildcats really shut them down after that. Uh, they did they did what they do on offense. I mean, outside of the Port Allegheny game where they had to come from behind, uh, but a lot of lopsided victories. And sitting at 5-0 and right now, they got to be feeling really good about where they're at. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, let's add Ryan's here. What's going on, Brian? Oh, uh, not much, guys. How are we doing? Well, I know how Andy's doing. We just uh, drove back <laughs> from Bradford together. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that sounds like it was a pretty good game. You know, I'm definitely used to hearing uh, 23 ISO, 26 power, and all those <laughs> run, run games going, growing up in uh, the Kermansville, old school Kermansville football offense. So it does sound like Clarion's definitely found something this year. And, uh, yeah, like you said, like another lopsided win for 
the Wildcats. So that's that's good for them that they're on the roll that they're on. Yeah, it's absolutely almost a, a flawless game offensively for the Wildcats. They were able to do pretty much what they wanted uh, through the air. And, you know, as, as Andy alluded to, uh, really got the ground game going today too, which is something they haven't really been able to do through the first four weeks of the season. Uh, but all of a sudden that, that offensive line was opening up some big holes and, and really were it not, for a couple of really good open field tackles by Bradford probably could have gone off for a lot more. Would you agree, Andy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Brad, I mean, Bradford to their credit played tough, uh, just central clearing at the point of attack, uh, was bigger. They were more physical. It really controlled the line of scrimmage. Um, but yeah, Bradford, you know, Lucas Lactash, I thought played a nice game for Bradford, but just, just way too much from the Wildcats. Yeah, that's, uh, Good to see. Oh, it looks like uh, we got Chris. I don't know if he's good or not. Oh, he, all right, he's good. Can you guys hear me? Yes. So, what's up, Chris? What's going on, guys? Well, not too much. We kind of all hopped on about the same time here. <laughs> Andy, are you going through a tunnel right now? <laughs> I am not. Yeah. <laughs> just did like a whole three sixty right there. Andy, did you pay your electric bill? <laughs> yes. Hold on one second, guys. I'll be right with you. Brian, like your uh, like your Penn State shirt. Thank you. I appreciate that. Did I miss the memo to wear Penn State today? Or yes, obviously you did. <laughs> Is Andy wearing Penn State? Or are you wearing Penn State? We can't tell no, because Andy's um, Andy's confused right what? now. Plain Under Armour. <laughs> this is this is the hard hitting stuff that people come to this post game show for. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. well, Chris, our, why, our why, 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 how was your game tonight? <laughs> um, for a half, it was good. Um, Monathot came out, uh, had a six nothing lead at the end of the first quarter. Should have been more, really. They Carn uh, City had trouble with kickoffs early in the game. Uh, the First kickoff uh, was like kind of pooched up in the air and Monotar recovered it, but drove inside the 20, but couldn't score. Then uh, next time they, then Monotar finally did score and make it six, nothing. And then on that kickoff, Carn City fumbled it away and Monotar again, couldn't score. So um, the Warriors weren't helping their own cause. And then eventually Carn City got things going offensively. And uh, what a different team that they look like with uh, Eric Buar without a cast on his arm. Um, throwing the football uh, just through for about a hundred yards tonight, but three touchdowns and it just opens everything else up offensively for them. Yeah. Carn city's on a pretty big roll right now. I mean, me and Brian were talking about that a couple weeks ago after their own two start. And now they're on a little win streak that they got going right now. Yeah. It should be a really interesting game next week. They go uh, into Memorial stadium at Clarion university to take on central Clarion, who I know those two guys both saw tonight and, I mean, not that you can tell a ton versus what you get when, you, when you're when you facing Bradford right now, but, uh, you know, that looks like a pretty good Central Clarion team. Yeah, we were just saying if uh, if their offensive line is able to open up holes in the running game uh, anywhere near the way they were tonight, uh, then that offense just became a whole lot more dangerous. Uh, no, no question. And, again, that should be a really good football game. Carn City being able to throw the football, run the football – um, the whole nine yards there are definitely uh, 
gets uh, gets things going a little bit. Hey, I'm curious. Did you guys answer uh, the the question on the screen uh, in the in the in the in the comments here earlier before I jumped on? The I am confused as to why Cronesville plays out out of District Nine schedule qualifies for the District Nine playoffs. Yeah. Yes, I did answer that. I was kind of struggling for the first half hour with trying to like I've been trying to message people to join the show and it's not it has not gone so hot. So for the first half hour, everyone just got to listen to me read the scores over and thank our sponsors. So I'm glad you guys are all here now, and it's not as awkward <laughs> as me just sitting here reading the scores. Hey, no, no love tonight, Jared. No, no. I even even add, like I'm glad this person actually commented because I even like said on the show, I'm like, hey, please, uh, please help send some questions. Your it doesn't have to be like just send me questions, something. This is a lot fire Jared. 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 Jared's no longer loved. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> they, they were expecting you to come live from your truck again this week, Jared. Yeah. When you did, you confused them all. Yeah, I guess I got to be out of state then, huh? <laughs> I don't care when you're out of state. Yeah. You know, it just uh, they'll miss me know, when I'm gone. It, it wasn't. It, it. You know. I mean, I don't know. Any. What the heck was going on with Red Bank in the first half tonight? Yeah, we were we were funny. We were commenting on that at halftime of our game, and then uh, whatever was going on, they apparently took care of it. Yeah, um, although they still gave up thirty three points. They did. They did. Um, yeah, uncharacteristic for them. But uh, and, you know, Ridgeway's obviously down this year, but um, you know, gave them a game. Uh, as I'm looking across the scoreboard here. Uh, um, for two shutouts in a row. How about the Falcons? <laughs> yeah, after giving up 70, they don't give up anything. <laughs> um, the uh, go figure, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, Keystone, uh. Keystone struggled a bit there with Smithport for a while. Now, I just saw a text message that um, the quarterback, Weaver, had hurt his elbow in the game. So that, that doesn't help matters for them. Um, Nellis ran for 140 yards and three touchdowns. Albright ran for 111. Um, Keth came in and played quarterback, went two for seven for it looks like 100 yards and a touchdown. Albright also caught three touchdown passes. And Drew Sloganhoff returned an interception for a touchdown. So, um you know, they kind of pulled away there. Um, can somebody explain to me how, like, three, four weeks ago, it was Elk 35, Auto 30, and this week it was 49 to 6? I cannot. <laughs> like, there's just certain things that don't make any sense at all. Um, yeah. It's crazy if the Red Bank Red Ridgeway game Noah was actually. Cherry, the game. Oh my goodness, I just got the stats. Noah Cherry ran for five touchdowns tonight for El County Catholic in that game. Again, they don't throw the ball ever. Like they threw the ball like six times, seven times. Was anyone from Auto Eldridge hurt in that game? Like this game that could have affected that um, game? Andrew Scheinfeld just didn't get it done. 16 of 33 passing for 61 yards. And they couldn't run the football. And so if they can't throw the ball, and they, they, you know, they're in trouble. Um, so they, they just, they obviously couldn't move the football tonight. That, that's a, that's a big deal. You can't move the football. You can't win most, most nights. 
Um, I see that Andy has disappeared on us. He needs to pay his electric bill. And it looks like he needs to pay his internet bill while he's at it. <laughs> we love uh, him. Um, did any of you guys hear anything about District 10? Because District 10 actually um, had a lot more closer games than District 9 did. There was a huge upset in District 10 tonight. Northwestern 21, Oil City 20. Uh, looking... Is that an upset, Brian, or is that just that Oil City had to play somebody that wasn't a complete sieve? Well, no, that's that's a that's an upset. Um, you know, and I'm looking. Uh, our our friend uh, Joe Lonaski was at the game, uh, posting some stats. He's got Ethan Knox, 45 carries, 427 yards, and three touchdowns. How do you have a guy run for that many yards and you <laughs> lose the football game? Well, here here's the big stat of the night. Oil City had 16 penalties for 145 yards. Sure. Northwest Northwestern had two for 10. Oh, sure they did. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know that 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 seems legit, doesn't it? Yeah, that seems that seems on the up and up. Yeah, that's on the up and up. I'm I'm so, I'm buying that all the way. And and again, those are those are uh courtesy of uh Joe Lodnowski who called the game uh, over uh, for Oil City Radio. Yeah, I'm, uh, it, I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm buying those stats. That yeah, of course. Sixteen penalties versus two. Yeah, the other team did nothing. And the other, <laughs> like, where was that game at, Brian? Uh, I believe it. I believe it was at Northwestern. Let me double check. Uh, make sure I get that correct here. Seems like it's on the up and up. Everything seems on the up and up there. <laughs> seems pretty fair. Yeah. I mean, what'd they do? Pull out, like, six people from the stands, like, that were in Northwestern gear to referee that game? Uh, it kind of sounds that way. <laughs> now, Brian, we're not allowed to say that kind of stuff. Wow. Somebody might get mad at us. Uh, Andy and I were checking in on that broadcast uh, at various points throughout our game, and uh, Joe was essentially saying the same thing. Uh, that it was just one one of those games where it was lopsided in the penalties for what for whatever reason. I mean, obviously we weren't there. I can't. Uh, you it know, just it sit. just sounds wrong. That's all. Right. Well, yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, it, it just sounds wrong. It, it's a bad look. I mean, obviously, Oil City likes to run the ball, so I'm sure there was a bunch of holding calls. But were they really holding calls, or was it, like, really nitpicky stuff tonight? Well, and I'll tell you what. I mean, as a as a former lineman, you know, you hear people say all the time, you know, there's holding on every play, and that's absolutely true. Um, that game was at Northwestern, by the way. I was correct. Um, it, it's absolutely true. I mean, there's holding on every play if you really want to look for it. Now, the question then becomes, you know, how closely are you looking on every play? Well, I heard that the mayor of Albion was. Ah, uh, speaking of Joe, I, I, I hear that I hear that the mayor of Albion was the was the head referee in that. Game. <laughs> uh, any 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 truth to that? Any truth to that, Joe? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I may I may know the mayor of Albion, but uh, you know you got to give uh, got to give credit to. Uh, I'm just jesting. I mean, it's yeah, just well, having I mean, a, yeah, that, there, there a was some, fun. There were some big stats. There were some big plays. Obviously, the, the penalty discrepancy was a big one. But, uh, 
Northwestern, I, I didn't know how they'd be able to hold up at the point of attack, and I think they did a good job uh, on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And, you know, obviously Ethan Knox still had a big game, but, you know, they were they, – they held their own, and, you know, they were able to – they were able to win the line of scrimmage when it mattered most. Yeah, it's kind of funny for you to say they held their own, giving up, like, another 400 <laughs> yards and rushing. Like, I mean, I, I completely understand what you're talking about there. Like, it just – it's – it, 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 but but at the same time, it's just like you're you're just like oh wow. Like I said to Brian, as soon as he's like rolled off Ethan Knox's numbers, I'm like, how do you lose a football game where a guy runs for 400 yards? Like it just it's hard to fathom how you lose a football game. Well, when you're plus 14 in the penalty department oh. and you're, uh, you know, I mean that's I mean that's it. I mean you're Northwestern had two penalties for 10 yards, and these were stats given to me. I don't I didn't have the the resources to do. Uh, uh, penalties in addition to everything else. I was flying solo, but uh, the numbers that Northwestern gave me was that uh, Oil City had 16 penalties for 145 yards. That's one of incredible. Them, one of them was uh, an, another 80-yarder off the board. That's the second straight week that uh, Knox has had a plus 60-yard touchdown run negated. Um, and, I mean, I, I, again, we, we don't have the benefit. Maybe they, maybe they were. I don't know. Um, but I'm just from the information that I have, that's a pretty large discrepancy in my professional opinion and experience. Mm-hmm. Well, like said, and then was on, was on, was on, was on the game. I'm just, I'm just, again, I'm just jesting folks. I, I have no idea. Joe's right. There could be 16 legit penalties. Maybe there were 25 legit penalties and they only got called for 16. It just, it's just a bad look. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's it. And especially in a one point game, right? You yeah. Know I, mean? I, I think that's what it sort of all boils down to. Um, but you know, you know, the, the thing is, is that, you know, you talk about, special teams and you know everybody talks about them when they don't work and when they do work everybody sort of takes them for granted and you know i thought the campbell kid i mean the campbell kid all thing that was considered you know making the pat with three seconds left to eventually take the lead but you know they were they were perfect in their extra point tries and the oilers were not they you know they went one for three so i mean again you, you couldn't you know we do the, i do this every day we, you know i pick a stat and i, I try to force feed an argument to make sure that I'm right, you know, based on a stat, you know, we can, you can manipulate numbers however you nah, like. You're, but. You're right. Give them, give them credit. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that, hey, that's what, that's kind of stuff that makes sports great. Seeing an upset like that or what we all perceive to be an upset. I mean, you know, who knows, maybe three weeks from now we look down the road and it maybe doesn't look like an upset, you know, or maybe oil city was looking ahead to Meadville a little bit. Um, you know, it's just, it would just be a natural reaction in some cases. Yeah, I mean, again, you got to look at it, you know, big picture. Does it matter in the grand scheme of things? No, they're still in control of their own destiny. Certainly, it's not going to be ideal to to then have to, to play Meadville next week. Um, was it a look-ahead game? I don't know. You know, that's not a that's not a great car ride from Oil City to Albion, let alone a good bus mm-hmm. ride. And, you know, I do, I do think with, you know, it was a, a wet surface with the dew because it was a chilly night. And, you know, you could see footing being an issue. And, you know, I thought, I thought, I didn't realize this, but, this is the second of third uh, of three games that Oil City is going to have to play on grass. And in District 10, you just don't see that very often. Most places have turf. No, you're right. I mean, and those are things you don't think about. And then, like you said, first night this year, I mean, you know, up until tonight, it was in the 70s. Um, yeah. You know, you get tonight and it just all kinds of different factors. And plus, you know, I mean, look, I know last week was a blowout, but it was still a rivalry game. So, you, you know, you sandwich this between the rivalry game and the Meadville game. And those things sometimes, sometimes happen. I mean, they are 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids. Well, yeah. And, and you know, oil city didn't do a, a terribly good job. Because I'm going to step aside for a second here. You know, the, you know, the three turnovers, every time they put the ball in the air, it ended up, I mean, the Sutter kid 
had two picks for for Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I don't really care. I, you know, it doesn't matter to me <laughs> who wins or loses. Uh, but you know, the outcome was certainly a bit of a surprise uh, to me, and, and more so the fashion in which they did it. And you know, mm-hmm. again, I, I'm going to give Northwestern all the credit in the world. I thought they did a great job at the line of scrimmage. And you know, any, anybody that, that's watched Oil City under Dan York knows that the reason you know they have the video game rushing numbers whether it's whether it's christian cole or um or or uh, ethan knox it's because they're dominant at the line of scrimmage and mm-hmm. they were not nearly as dominant at the line of scrimmage like they had been or i quite frankly expected them to be because uh, northwestern did not look up front the same we the same way that oil city did now oil city was down a uh, one of their starting linemen odell didn't play tonight does that matter? Sure, it matters a little bit. Does it matter, you know, to the point where we expected a blowout? Probably not. So, again, you got to revert back to giving Northwestern all the credit in the world. Yeah. Well, and especially, you know, a lot of people I talk to, uh, you know, especially up here because, you know, I, I live in Warren County and Eisenhower's in a region with Northwestern. And just looking at what all they lost from a year ago on that team, uh, you know, and you could see it in the first few weeks, you know, certainly not the same Northwestern team that they had been the last couple of years. So I think maybe that's kind of what really is surprising is that they were able to recover from that and come out and have the kind of game that they had tonight against a very strong oil city team. Yeah. And, you know, I know that they had been dealing with illness and I mentioned Odell didn't play, you know, they had a lot of guys that, you know, hadn't played uh, at all, uh, you know, or or I should say hadn't practiced at all this coming week, but you know, Dan York's not going to be a guy that's going to make excuses. I'm sure he's certainly hot under the discrepancy in, in the penalties. But, you know, he's going to look at turnover margin. He's going to look at the fact that, you know, they couldn't, you know, control the ball. Uh, I think I think the one, if there's one that, you know, stands out to me the most is, you know, I in the final minute when, you know, Oil City got called for roughing the passer mm-hmm. on a completion that then gave them goal to go and, and a, you know, under a minute in goal to go because of a, a roughing the passer call. Again, I, I didn't see it because it was a completed pass. My eyes had gone downfield, but the quarterback jumped right back up. I think that would probably be one that would maybe look at and say, boy, that's that's a tough spot in the final game, in a mm. one possession, or the final minute of a one possession game. Um, you know, if the quarterback jumps right back up, you got to ask yourself, you know, was it really roughing? I mean, right. you know, you got to, but, you know, time and time and situation, but, you know, all, I don't know how many snaps there were, so it's a pretty quick moving game, but, in the grand scheme of things, just like all plays are designed to score a touchdown, all plays are equal. Just, you know, some are different when they happen in the final minute versus the first minute. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you said, you know, at, at some point you got to, you either got to make the conversion, you got to make your, your PATs, uh, you know, and that's, that's something that, you know, Oil City's certainly going to, going to learn that lesson probably the hard way tonight. Well, yeah. And again, you know, that's the thing is that that's the best part about Dan York. You know, sometimes he's almost, uh, almost too willing to provide information but, you know, those are the little things that I think that they're going to look at. And again, you know, is this, this to me, you know, you look at a loss and sometimes a loss, especially one that doesn't necessarily impact you big picture. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at a loss and, you know, how do you how do you rally from it? Is, is it a building block? Is it a turning point or is it the ultimate downfall? I guess we'll find out next week. Well, well you know, it's not like they have any, uh, you know, weeks to recover. You got to go in. This is arguably going to be the biggest game of their season uh, playing at Meadville next week. Well, yeah, obviously with the loss, I mean, it probably would have been the, the game of the year in District 10 in, in terms mm-hmm. of, the, you know, the anticipation, the expectation, and, you know, you know, for a, a matchup that has no in, or no uh, effect on 
on seeding or no impact on the district tournament. But obviously it's going to be a little bit different now with the little city coming off a loss. Well, you know, last year, Red Bank over and over and over again pointed to the loss to, to Keystone as a big reason that they made it to the state championship game. So it's exactly what you guys are talking about there. Yeah, I, I just don't know, though, if if, if Oil City has... Well, I'm not saying Oil City's that good. I'm just... Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know, obviously, Blaine's done a marvelous job down there. And they had... You know, they are not a, a team that's... I mean, you know, 50-50 is optimal. I mean, they're 97-3. You know, I mean, they are <laughs> they are run first, and, and that's it. Um, you know, they didn't... They Every time they tried to go play action to go up top, um, they didn't They didn't capitalize. They were interceptions on, on the first two tries. And, you know, they did have the 87-yarder, but, you know, again, that, you know, Carl, they had, what, four, I think, five touchdowns last week that were 40 yards or longer, and that's what I talked about. You know, you keep him in check. You know, he, he did end up with, you know, nearly nine yards of carry at uh, 45-427, but they were not the chunk plays. Remember last mm-hmm. week he went 24 yards and, or 24 carries for 403 yards. So, you know, that speaks volumes <laughs> as to how, how good of a job uh, Northwestern did in, in keeping their, their big plays, and in particular the chunk plays, in check. How good <laughs> is Ethan Knox? You know, I've had people asking me, and Joe, I haven't had a chance to watch him play live. How good is he? Uh, I mean, in my, in my opinion, I'm not certain that he's a running back to the next level. I think he's an outside linebacker. The kid's got wheels. I mean, he's a, mm-hmm. he's a great ball hawk. Uh, but, you know, I, it, it boils down to people don't understand how good you have to be to play running back, even in the PSAC. I mean, these guys are really, really good. He's six one, a buck ninety, buck ninety five now. He's still got he's still got speed. I look at him, you know, grow up, you know, maybe put 15, 20 pounds on him. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be a marvelous weak side linebacker someday. Uh if he stays that, I mean he's a ball hawk. He, he's always around the football in the back end of that defense. Um, but again, to be a running back at that level, um, you know, D two or higher. I mean, you're talking really, really, really built bottom up, you know, really strong lower half. He's a terrific high school football player. I'm not taking anything away from him. But in terms, you know, everybody wants to know about how good can he be, how good can he be. In my mind, he doesn't quite have the build uh, of, a, of a collegiate run running back at a, at a really high level. But at, at the high school level, the dude really can read, the, read a block. He's got a great cutback, especially when he's able to plant his left foot in the ground. His jump cut's awesome. He's able to make guys miss. Yards after contact is, is really, really good. But, again, you know, we're not swimming in the deepest end of the pool here, so it's still really hard to gauge as to just how good he is. Well, and, and that's kind of the way, you know. I mean, I, I, I know that, like, I, I, I had some, I, you know, I'm on some message boards in the Whippeal and things like that, and, you know, I know for you for you District 7, Joe, but it'll always be the Whippeal for me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, do you think Booger McFarland gave himself that nickname? You cannot give yourself your own nickname. That's not how nicknames work. They were the Whippeo was around before District Seven before the PIAA existed. Okay, well then that's when it ended. <laughs> it's District Seven. Proud, proud Norwin grad here. Okay, I mean we we were we were we were top notch in football all the time. Not. <laughs> We're getting Joe all kinds of fired up tonight. They're one of 12, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, I know Joe and I have been having this argument for like 20 years. (laughs) And I'm still right. (laughs) In your mind, you are. That's all that matters. 
It still says District 7 on the trophy. <laughs> Actually, when it says they, the WPIL on the trophy. WPIL in the state bracket, then I'll start believing it. <laughs> well, but we're also talking, the PIAA also still thinks Forest County's in District 10, so... I, I mean, said they were any good at geography. Yeah, well, okay, good <laughs> yeah. point. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, you run for 400 yards, you run for 400 yards. But the, the competition level, I mean, look... The competition level in Western Pennsylvania, I don't care where you're at, 9, 10, 7, whatever, isn't what it was 30 years ago. That, yeah, that, I mean, that's it. And you know, you and, talk, and anybody who tries to say that it is just doesn't understand. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about how few, you know, 1A, you know, Power 5 players I've seen in my time here. You just, you know, that's just, that's mm-hmm. what it is. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, it's obviously a population issue. Uh, but, I mean, when you can – sit here and not have to put a whole pile of thought into it. You can start naming them all off the top of your head. That sort of speaks volumes as to how much, you know, things have dropped off, but that's not limited to district 10 by any stretch. That is district, you know, that is Western Pennsylvania. Brian Brian and I were having this, Brian and I were Mm -hmm. having this conversation, you know, I mean, you start, you know, you used to be able to look around the NFL and there were like three or four or five surefire hall of fame type guys coming out of Western Pennsylvania. Aaron Donlin right now, that's it. Yeah. I mean, in, term, in terms of surefire Hall of Fame. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not to take anything away from a guy like James Conner who's, who's carved out a really nice career for himself or, or some other guys that are currently in the league. But the the top-end talent just isn't is where, where it was. And it's a, it's a lot of the reason why, you know, for Penn State and Pitt to be any good at the college level, they've got to go outside of Western Pennsylvania, whereas – 30, 40 years ago, they didn't have to do that. They could be really good recruiting just Pennsylvania. And, of course, you know, the other side of that coin is that, you know, basketball in, in Western Pennsylvania has never been better. You mm-hmm. know, we, you know we're, we're getting similar footing in terms of Division One basketball players as, as we are with Power 5 football players, which 30 years ago would have been unheard of. Um, you know, it's just it, kind of the nature of the beast. And, you know, that's, that's a different argument for a different day as to how we got here. But you know, it, you know, long gone are the days where, you know, there's 30 Pennsylvania guys in, in what would now be the top 300 in, in terms of mm-hmm. recruiting rankings. And that's just not the case anymore. No, eventually and sooner rather than later, the, the, the braggadocious of the big 33 Super Bowl streak is going to come to an end. It probably. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much how many how many years how many. Years can uh, Chad Henney be propped up as a backup quarterback? <laughs> Maybe not. Hey Joe, thanks for sh- stop. Thanks for stopping by tonight. Hey. Don't be a stranger. Hey, hey, be- hey, before Joe goes, I got you guys complimented me on my shirt. Joe's Joe's wearing the shirt right now. I got I got props to Joe. I'm gonna I'm wear- gonna sleep I'm gonna sleep in this. I got up and drive to Cal in the morning. <laughs> Ed- Edinburgh Edinburgh shirt for Joe, man. I mean, for those of us. Uh, I mean, Joe. I, I guess I'm okay with starting. I'm gonna next time you're on. I think I'll wear my IUP sweatshirt just to. Hey, we we had it. We had a good run at Clarence, and we're you know that my, our my station still carries it. But you know, I got I got kids, and I can't be driving. I can't be driving a hundred miles one way for a home game anymore. Well, a home game for you know. I mean, look, they're hopefully they're going to get better under Ray Monica, but right now they're still not very good. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. The, the West is, I think, going to be the usual suspects. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be interesting to see as we get into the PSAC West play, where that next tier falls. Where, where are you at tomorrow, Joe? Cal. Ooh, that's never an easy place to play. 
I don't know. I watched I watched the end of that Cal Shepherd game uh, twice last uh, this past week. You know, they lost and I knew the outcome and I knew the final score and I watched it twice and I still expected Cal to win somehow because I don't know how they lost. They were up 10 with six minutes to go and they had them on the ropes. And it was sort of ironic because the week before um, Edinburgh held Tyson Bajan, who was very likely going to get a senior bowl invite to 189 passing yards. And Cal's got this great defense, and he threw for 490 against them. So each week, you know, you never know who you're going to play. You never know what's going to happen. How good is uh, this Gannon quarterback? Larry Weiser was asking me about him tonight, and I didn't even know anything about him. I mean, he's an Ohio State transfer. I assume he was a scholar. But you know the way, you know, sometimes they have as many seven, as seven scholarship players on on, on stat or in there. Um, I mean, I, he's he's not better than Beijing. Uh, Beijing obviously won the Harlan Hill. Uh, when Jim Nagy's tweeting about you, that's as good as it gets. You know, the Senior Bowl invite for a D two player. Obviously, Noah Mitchell at uh, at Cal is is really good. You know, he's been there forever. He's like on the uh, Sean Clifford plan. Uh, Noah Grover <laughs> at Slippery Rock is is really good. Um, it's I mean the league's you know Chris this league yeah so it's good. it's been that so, way. I mean you know uh, just a couple of weeks ago there Frank Signetti passed away and yeah. and you know I I was saying. Frank Signetti has a lot to do with my love of small college football, Joe, because it was, you know, I was a freshman at IUP and IUP was coming off of a national title appearance. This would have been 19, that would have been 1994. And they went to the semifinals that year. And, you know, he was also athletic director down there and he put together programs, you know, men's basketball was a semifinal team with uh, district nine grad, Mike Taylor from Clarion high school uh, was the 12th man on that team. And, uh, you know, if it hadn't been for that and, and, you know, obviously I, ended up working at Clarion for 15 years too. But if, if that's really where it started, like where, Hey, you know, they're really good level of football, basketball at the division two level. And I'm not sure everybody locally understands how talented that league, that PSAC really is at the end of the day. Now I, I always encourage people, if you have the chance to go to a game, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. How's this for Signetti stat? And this was on Wikipedia. So it, I don't, it may not be true, but um, in, in his tenure, he had 13 PSAC losses in all those years. In that same stretch, he had 13 NCAA losses. That's amazing. Um, it was definitely something pretty um, close to that. I, I had I'd actually had done a little bit of research right when he died there. And, I mean, Joe, never, never a losing season in 20 years in the PSAC West. Uh, that's hard to do. Like, because in that span of time – you know, there was the great Clarion team in 96, uh, you know, Chris Weibel and Elvin Slaughter. Who was the guy from Eisenhower? Steve Witte yep. um, mm -hmm. from, from Eisenhower. You know, Cal had great teams. Slippery Rock in the late in the late 90s, early 2000s. Randy McCavish. Really, yep. Yeah, you know, he's, he turned things around at Slippery Rock. And and really, if, if you trace where did Slippery Rock become what it is now, it starts with Randy McCavish when they brought him in at quarterback. Uh, he was out of District 6 there. What I'm trying to think which high school. But um, it, it was a real, uh, you know, a, a real big deal. And, um, yeah, that's a really talented league. And so to go that 20 years and never have a never have a 500 like we, we used to kid Mike Hoffman the old SID down there that we, they were five and five my senior year at IUP and that was like one of twice two times that Signetti was 500 in his career and, and we blamed it on Mike because it was Mike's first year at IUP but then they went ahead and won a lot more games so it wasn't really Mike's fault but back then we blamed it on yeah, Mike. Signetti created a buzzsaw and you know obviously they you know Tortorella's got that thing humming now I'll, I'll be curious to see 
you know, how good Cal is, how good Slippery Rock, how good IUP is in, in terms of the big picture. But, I mean, I think right now I'd have to rank them just based on what I saw from them playing Shepard. And I know Shepard is the real deal. Uh, you know, it, Ronnie Brown is going to get an opportunity probably to play at the next level. The, the, the left tackle is going to get an opportunity to play at the next level. Um, you know, right, you know, you, you look around Edinburgh, Clarion, uh, Gannon, Mercyhurst, they don't have multiple guys that are going to get, they may not have any guys, let alone multiple guys that are going to get a, a snip at playing at the next level. But yeah, it is, it is without a doubt the deep end of the pool. Um, we'll see. It's been a long time since someone's got to the finish line. But uh, if I were to, if I were a betting man right now, my money would be on Shepard. Yeah, probably a, a good, a good bet there. Um you know, when they brought them into the PSAC and uh, that was a whole different world because they were, they were, they were always good. And, yep. you know, that just, that just yep. added to what already a, a talented conference. So and we um, used to sort of, you know, sort of take shots at them because they didn't have to deal with the West or the East. Uh, they only had to deal with maybe one or two in, in super region one, you know, tournament play, but they haven't, they haven't dropped off a bit uh, <laughs> since they've come in a uh, full-time member of the league. No, and, and, you know, with some of the money being thrown around at some of the Penn West schools now, uh, it's just going to make the league stronger and better. We'll see. I mean, you know, again, you, you got to you, – you, the problem you run into because, of, you know, the, the void of talent, you know, locally, you got to recruit. And then, you know, you, I know there's a couple of freshmen, some really good freshmen, some really exciting freshmen at Edinburgh, Fredo Diaz, uh, the Malpica kid. Those kids are in, you know – their quarterback, uh, Isaac Bernard, they're all from Florida. Uh, now, Bernard's been here, but, you know, I mean, it's Malpica and Fredo Diaz still going to love Edinburgh when there's nine feet of snow on the ground. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Like, it's a yeah. whole different world in the winter here. Yeah, I remember, uh, what, what was his name? Mike uh, uh, Mike McCollum. Remember him at, at Clarion? A terrific, terrific wide receiver from Florida. And he was awesome. And then one day it was like 51 degrees and he has a winter hat and a park on and he didn't want to play anymore because he wasn't ready for that. He didn't know what to expect. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of us are wearing shorts and short sleeves. Yeah. No one around here. We call that Tuesday. What do you mean? Who cares? <laughs> well, again, Joe, thanks for joining us. And don't be a stranger on the show. You add to this. Seriously. Right, well, this. I appreciate this is... it, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, thanks man. Thank you. Oh, I think time to bring the show to an end. Guys, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. You want me to do uh, one more score read off real fast just for everyone that's still watching us? They can just go to d9and10sports.com and look at the scoreboard, Jared. Yes, they could. Or they could listen to me read the scores like I have all. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I've let you down, Jared. I haven't gotten an interview for you the last two weeks. Oh, that's all right. But, I mean, have you ever been to Monotaw? I have never been. Brian, actually Brian, been. Brian has. Brian knows what I'm talking about. The press yep. box is like seven miles from the field. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like in a different area, Coach. You need like a, a flight to get to the field. Like, it's just not happening. Yeah, Monotaw is the one uh, D9 school that I actually have not been to. Well, we're going to have to rectify that at some point here, Jared. Mm-hmm. I will be going to the Brockway at Port Allegheny game tomorrow. That should be an interesting, uh, interesting ball game. I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think the Bucktail Sheffield game should be pretty good too.
it's getting better. She- Sheffield, Sheffield is they've they've hit that you know they're it's it's just they're going to turn the corner one of these years. Could be tomorrow. Could be tomorrow. Could be. Could be. I hope it is for them. Honestly, it's not good to have all these teams with losing streaks. <laughs> well, and I'm sure they'd really appreciate it to be you know tomorrow with with homecoming and things of that nature. So. Always makes Big it a parade little... in Sheffield tonight. I don't think so. I don't, we don't. We don't do homecoming parades around here anymore. They were talking all about it on the Sheffield Wolverine foot Facebook page. There oh, was a really? big parade in Sheffield tonight, oh, Brian. Well. <laughs> all right, missed it. Seven o'clock. It was stepping off. I'm almost positive of that. Oh. They must be the only ones then. <laughs> Nobody else does homecoming parades anymore. It's weird. Well, they heard that you and Andy might show up at Warren's, so they were like, nah, no thanks. <laughs> so I guess, uh, is the, did Andy just... I guess Andy just went away and never came back. <laughs> like, I was just waiting for him to hop back on at some point, but... <laughs> he just went away and never came back. Gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. Gotta go. He had to go. He had to go. And he's, getting, he's getting a jump start on his recaps, Chris. It's I gotta get a jump start on my recaps. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we should end. I guess we should end. Uh... All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Is he going to end the show or should I, I end I, the show? I, I think you're going to end the show. It's up to you. You can you can read scores if you want to, but uh, I'm going to head out too. I got to get uh, All right. an early start on the day tomorrow. All right. So. I'll let you guys head out. I just want to read. I want to see how fast I can read through the scores again. And we'll, uh... <laughs> you're going to get that record one of these days. I'm going to try it. But yeah, thank, thanks for hopping on. Uh, for everyone else who's watching, thanks for watching the Generational Wealth Management High School Extra Point Show with me, JB Graphics. Uh, I'm going to read the scores to you guys again just because I have all night, but if you've all gone to d9and10sports.com, you can go to the Pizza Hut District 9 and 10 Football Live Scoreboard Week 5, 2022, September 23rd to 24th. District 9 action, we had Red Bank Valley 42, Ridgeway 33, Central Clarion County 48, Bradford 7, Dubois 24, Brookville 14, Countersport 22, Cameron County 0, Clearfield 42, Penns Valley 14, Kermsville 33, Everett 13, Out County 49, Auto Edward 6, Union AC Valley 37, Kane 19, Carn City 35, Montauk 6, Keystone 41, Smithport 14, St. Mary's 34, Punxsutawney 21. Those were our District 9 scores. On to District 10, we had Cambridge Springs 33, Iroquois 7, St. Francis, New York 28, Cathedral Prep 26, Mercy 45, Cockerton 0, Eisenhower 35, Lakeview 13, Reynolds 64, Maplewood 0, Sagerstown 35, Union City 0, Northwestern 21, Oil City 20, Seneca 46, Titusville 35, Sharpsville 14, Greenville 12, Sharon 33, Wilmington 14, Grove City 22, Slippery Rock 21, Meadville 62, Conneaut 0, General McLean 37, Cordy 20, Fort LaBeouf 24, Northeast 21, Harbor Creek 42, Gerard 6, Butler 37, Erie 20, McDowell 48, Canada Prep Academy 6, final, those are our District 10 final scores. Tomorrow's games, we have Bucktail at Sheffield, Brockway at Port Allegheny in District 9, and in District 10, we have St. John's Catholic Prep from Maryland at Kennedy Catholic, Mercyhurst Prep at Franklin, Hickory at Farrell, Fairview at Warren. Those are our District 10 games. Thanks for everyone who's still watching this. District 9 and 10 Sports or YDL Sports Network postgame show. I'm your host, JB. If you're at Port Allegheny tomorrow, I'll be there. Thanks, everyone.